0: This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day.
1: All right. on this episode we're with eric perkins of perkins builder brothers welcome eric good
0: morning jeremy how are you
1: excellent excellent so um so you just got back from bristol dirt with the boys and uh you guys had a good time over there um, i did
0: yeah man i i've never been on the inside of a nascar track <laughs> it was it was awesome
1: so uh they they had such a good time with you. They're like, you need to get them on the podcast. And I was like, all right, absolutely. So Andrew facilitated this and, uh, Thank you, Andrew. here, here we are. Um, so before we get into some of the funny stories and, and, and some of the cool stuff you've done, I'd like to get your background, where you come from, um, how you got your start and just, just really lay it out there for the audience. And then, uh, then I hear there's some more to come.
0: Okay, all right. So uh, let's do it. So if you didn't know, uh, my brother and I are builders, contractors. We work together. Uh, We build custom homes, and we're also uh, creators, YouTubers, is maybe how most people know us, because we make videos about what we're doing at work. We put them on the internet, and people watch them. So that's kind of how we're known. Our real business is not a huge business. There's like us and four guys that work for us. We build uh, vacation homes, custom homes, uh, a few uh, like full time residences uh but like i said most people know us because we're the perkins builder brothers on youtube
1: been building about 20 years well oh, that's i mean it's kind of funny to say that now because we're yeah still, so we're basically still young i'm old heart, but we're like, <laughs> like damn i'm have yeah. done enough work to retire yeah um, <laughs> you would think <laughs>
0: Not the case. But that's awesome. Unfortunately. So, uh,
1: what do you what do you mainly focus on? Um, you know, whether it's whether it's large complexes, whether it's you know just remodels or or God's tear downs, I mean, ground up. Like, what what are you yeah. into?
0: So we've done some of everything. We mostly do new custom homes, but no. during like the downturn of the economy, man, we did anything. We like built chicken houses or like demolished <laughs> houses that had burned or like just did anything to stay afloat. And most of the contractors in our area actually went out of business. Uh, during uh, one period, we had the only building permit in the entire county pulled. It was to build a garage. Really? So we've done, we've done a little bit of everything, but basically we do start to finish. Uh, we rent the excavator, dig the footings, pour the concrete, lay the block, frame the walls and floors, frame the roof, do all the siding, painting, windows, doors, cabinets, flooring, trim, doorknobs, like the finishing details and walk away.
1: That's cool. That's cool. So what's one of, uh, what's one of your most challenging things like customer wise, building wise? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, some of the houses we build, you know, it's for that client where they've been thinking about this house their whole life. (laughs) It's their end game. It's their retirement home. And so, like, every detail they've been dreaming of exactly what they want for who knows how long. You know what I'm saying? And here we are, just two dudes, and all of a sudden we're tangled up in this, like, dream home kind of fiasco, we'll call it. uh, Making sure, making their dream come to reality. Even if they don't know exactly what it is, we have to help them figure it out. Then on top of that, really, the other challenge is all these houses are on the side of some mountain, you know, that's, like, treacherous road. You can't get there if it snows big trucks get stuck and go off the mountain so you know, the whole thing can be just out of hand when you put all that together.
1: Yeah. I'm sure there's some like limitations to, um, I mean, you, I watched my wife, uh, work with a contractor, uh, building our first house and, you know, she came down with, with, uh, the graph paper and the lines, yeah. and everything was measured out and everything <laughs> oh, no. was perfect. But then, but then came along like the, the home, the home decor books, right? So you open it up and I want yeah. like a kitchen like this. And I can only imagine that there's some limitations on on a mountain, whether it be water pressure for certain things, whether it be um, toilets and septic. And, you know, just just the um, you come in, and you're like, I want this. And they're like, it, it can't be done because you're on the side of a mountain. And this is. Yeah, there's a yeah, ton of limitations. Oh, there.
0: yeah. Like the just the physical size of the footprint of the structure is a huge problem because there's no flat ground. So you got yeah. this huge footprint. It just got to stick off the side into the air and that costs a lot of money
1: do you Uh, do any blasting
0: we have had to do blasting to get roads in and sites in uh we have to rent these they make special um hydraulic hammers that you can put on the end of a traco arm instead of a bucket that would just demolish rocks so we had to do pretty much anything to deal with that type of stuff and then you know you get to the fine details like you're talking about like homeowner opens up pinterest and says <laughs> this is it this is the kitchen i want i'm like this well
1: is it. this is what i want sir,
0: yeah sir or ma'am that's like a million dollar kitchen you're showing me <laughs> your budget's like twenty thousand. so you know i'm not trying to be rude here but you know what you're looking at the reason you love it is because it's super expensive that's that's exactly why you love it because it's really like everything top line so it's it tough
1: was, it was funny i i the one time I finally went with my wife to do anything for the house, like I just I wanted to say out of it, it was already it was already getting to be too much. So she took me uh, lighting shopping mm. and she's like, we're going to go pick out all the fixtures for the house. So I was like, this sounds terrible. <laughs> so um, we were there for like eight hours. It was ridiculous. At the end, we we're just like this light, this light, this light, this light. Like, I'm I'm absolutely burnt out. And then what's amazing is, is like after living it for four years. You don't even recognize, you don't even look, you don't notice them anymore. And Not it's like, really. why, why did I spend so much time on some <laughs> of these fit and finishes when it, it doesn't, doesn't fucking matter.
0: Yeah, no, it, at the end of the day, you're right. Like the fact that you have a light that works, that's, yeah.
1: that's what matters. <laughs> and but uh, yeah, No, so. no, I was just, I was just going to say, I mean, it, the ornateness, the everything, it just, yeah. it all blends in and it, and you, you you don't stop and stare and go, "Oh wow, that's a great fixture." Yeah. You know I
0: mean? <laughs> no, no, you're like, "Where's the fridge? I need a sandwich."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, don't get me started on the fridge. These <laughs> these new stainless I'm a, I'm I'm one, <laughs> one of those guys that was what grew up top freezer, bottom fridge. Like uh-huh. you could put anything. You could put a stack of six freaking um pizzas in the damn thing and you're fine. These new these new freaking stainless things and you can't you can't you yeah. can't put a a bowl of soup in there without <laughs> having to re level the drawer uh, re level the shelves and everything. See that's Stupid. for your own good.
0: It's for health benefit. <laughs> can put six pizzas in your refrigerator.
1: I guess. I guess yeah. I remember my mom just like putting a whole pot of soup in there, just like still in the pot. You can't do that nowadays, <laughs> nah no.
0: Nah. So everything and everything is smart. You know, you're yeah. gonna spend you know, 10 times the money on all these smart things, which I'm not against, but you can go over the top and the, and the options are like endless. So it's super overwhelming for clients sometimes to build.
1: Yeah, I could, actually, I could see that. I mean, um, like even home connectivity, uh, just like thermostats and TVs and sound systems. And and a lot of it's just noise. I mean, like, do you really need it? Like how, how, how often are you got, you got the whole house you know, playing music like Christmas time. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe that one spring cleaning day, you got the windows open. But yeah. <laughs> it,
0: it can be a lot. So, I mean, I tell my clients if they start going over budget, like in the framing stage of the project, I'm like, put on, like pump the brakes guys. Cause like you're saying the finishing stage, that's where you can blow the budget like yeah. big time. So yeah, I tell them if, if you're over during framing, you're, you're in big trouble. You're screwed basically on your budget. That is, yeah. Because um, when you get to the finished stuff, you're going to see all this other stuff and just probably go nuts. Yeah. I try to stop them, but, you know, they're into stopping them.
1: <laughs> so, uh, and that's, that's another thing. Like, I, I kind of clue me in on, on how you budget for things. I mean, do you go price per square foot based on experience? So, like, if you know it's going to be a high end house, you're like, all right, let's yeah. budget for $400 a square foot. Yeah. Um, does that sure. kind of get you where you need to be?
0: Not really. I mean, every house is different. I mean, just yeah. because of every detail about it, every detail of the finishes, where it is. So we we used to do mostly uh, like a fixed price. So I'd actually figure all the materials, all the labor, all the everything, every yeah. every scrap of everything it was going to take to build the house. And I'd give the homeowner a price. And I'm like, this is the price unless you change something. Yeah. If you change something, I can add to the price or I'll take it yeah. off if you you know, take something off the house. Uh But more recently we've been doing like a cost plus type build where we give an estimate and then we say, you know, we're charging X amount of dollars per hour for our crew plus the materials plus 15% is, is like our fee of all, of all the other money we spend. Yeah. And that you, the problem with that is you really have to keep track of how much money you spend.
1: Yeah.
0: Or else you don't get paid. <laughs> so, um <laughs> And, you know, like I said, the, the customer is definitely more liable to be questioning what you're buying and how much and making sure you're not just, you know, going on a shopping spree at Lowe's and getting, like, every tool known to man and charging them for it, you know.
1: Keeps keeps uh, everybody honest.
0: Yeah, you have to be, you know, liable for everything you buy. So, you know, there's drawbacks to both uh, methods, um, but either way, you know, just the contracting in a building is, is a full-time job for sure.
1: What do you – how do you – so – My wife took a Sandler training class a long time ago and and she was, it was a big sales class and there was a whole bunch of insulation guys and, and whatever. And, um, they they had, they had a theory for the blue collar guys. And I want to hear yours before I, before I say that one. But, um, when it comes to, when it comes to, um, quotes, do you give free quotes or no?
0: Oh, do I give free quotes? Um, no. (laughs) Why? Um, well, here's what I do. I'll talk to the person for a minute and if they say the word I'm looking for the best deal or the cheapest price, or I've talked to 10 other contractors, I tell them no thanks because it's going to take me like a full eight hour week to give you an accurate quote. I can't just like just tell you a number without doing the research. So,
1: um,
0: and a lot of those people that want a bunch of quotes, literally they're just looking for the cheapest price. And I just tell them straight up, like immediately I'm not the cheapest price. I'm going to do a really good job and I can't be the cheapest price and do a good job. So that, that's been my
1: (laughs) three, good, fast and cheap. Pick two. Yeah, that's exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, back in the day I did, you know, I was younger. Oh man, these people want to quote from us, you know, we're going to go big time and you know, you just waste a bunch of time and you hand this, uh, thing to them and you never hear from them again. So I'm like, you know,
1: Yeah. And that, and that was, that was, um, that was exactly that. I mean, these guys were running around and and it was a little different when you're offering services or when you could be in and out a little bit quicker, but like builders again, you know, it's, it's like, by the time you get, you know, basic understanding a basic design, not even, not even like to the architect and getting plans back, but just like the amount of money that you could spend, um, on it. I've heard a lot of contractors now say that like, I'm going to charge you X to get you to this stage, and then we can make a decision from there. Sure, I and, think that's
0: smart, because you don't get people wasting your time.
1: Right, and, and at the end of the day, you're working towards something. I, you know, it, it, it's just yeah. connecting you and, and the customer, and I think it's, a, I think it's great, and, and yeah. uh, I don't know, there's not many contractors to choose from now, so it's, <laughs> I think the customer needs to start realizing that, hey, you know what, there's no more price shopping. It's just like, hey, can I find a contractor to do it in my timeline?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this, so you wouldn't go into like a restaurant and expect a chef to like prepare you a meal for free and just let you look at it. And then you decide, oh, yeah, I'm going to go with this other restaurant next door. I mean, it's the same thing if you think about it. Um,
1: <laughs> I got a funny one because I'm, autom- I'm a mechanic. So it, <laughs> people used to come in and say, hey, I got the starter. Can you put it in for me? And my boss, dead ass serious would say, um, if you brought a steak to a steakhouse, would they cook it for you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like probably Whoa. not probably
1: not <laughs> and i was like i mean it makes sense um you know when you boil it down people will get mad they're like well that, it's not the same and it's like well it, it mm-hmm. is just because you're you can buy it online and 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 uh put it in i mean there's there's a whole infrastructure you know what i mean behind it so
0: yeah and i think every trade deals with stuff differently but that's that's an interesting way to put it there i I wish i was a mechanic i wish i knew how to do stuff (laughs) just be using that all the time dude i would just yeah man it'd be so much fun to be a mechanic (laughs) um
1: it gets it gets it gets to be a lot um but yeah i mean it's good it's weird because like we we've had we've had uh issues with customers and like the size of the build so now everybody wants you know a brake job they want it to be 150 bucks well Mm. it's not anymore it's 500 bucks an axle so you're looking at a thousand bucks for for um, pads and rotors and, and oh, yeah. so, it you know, prices have gone up and people will be like, Oh, you know, I don't want to pay $500 for, for, um for pads and rotors, but they went out and spent $500 on drinks last night. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's, a, it's, no one you, wants a- you don't really need brakes
0: I mean, do you <laughs> really need brakes I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, so it, it's hard when you're just trying to get back to whole. Um, yeah. I think that when people see like they're getting more, like whether they're building an addition or getting an extra bathroom or whatever, that's what they want to spend their money on. They don't want to spend money on like repairing a leak in a house or, you know, fixing a car that runs already. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's kind of no, discouraging. It, it,
0: it, it is. It's true. People, uh, they don't think about the what ifs as much as like my parents didn't spend any money. <laughs> Ever, unless it was like a what if, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's it's definitely a generation thing where, um, you know, I don't want to get all into this, I guess, but, you know, just the entitlement of you should have everything, even if you didn't earn it mentality. Um, yep. You know, so uh, I came from this, you know, I'm 41, so I kind of came from that generation where uh, your parents still made you get a job when you were like 14 and like ride your bike to work and pay for your own car and car insurance and, you know, didn't buy you anything unless it was your birthday or Christmas. And so, you know, it's, we won't,
1: we won't get into it, but there is, we can skim at high level. And I think this is great because (laughs) it's, you know, it's not even going, it's not even going politics. It's not going anything. How about the sense the the feeling you get when you work really hard and you achieve a goal, right. And that new Silverado that you bought or that new toolbox that you bought or, or that, that job that you completed on the side of the mountain where the customer's happy and it's, you know, it's a $2 million thing or that video that you shot about it. Like all that hard work is like that, that dopamine drip. You know what I mean? It's like, it's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and for those out there that, that everything gets handed to them, like you're missing out. Like, this is great when you're able to, to do something, work hard and fail. Right. A lot of times fail, overcome, come back, get it done. And that feeling of that sense of accomplishment and, and whatever, there's nothing else like it.
0: I th- I think you're onto something, right there.
1: <laughs> <Just saying>. Yeah, <laughs> it actually makes you want to go like
0: do another job.
1: Yeah, <laughs> kind of- yeah. I mean, it was it was wild. Like I was at least uh, well, I was anywhere from seven to ten cars a day uh, diagnosed and repaired. And whether it was from um, you know simple brake job to uh, you know well when you get into like engine R and R's that would take a day, but. um the road test, I always look forward to the road test. I was done. Everything was good. And then I had 15 minutes of just cruising in the car, pumping my ego up. Just like, I did this. I put the engine in the car. Everything's <laughs> running smoothly. Now, sometimes it didn't. You had to get towed back <laughs> 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 or whatever. But um, 99% of the time, it was, it was that like 15 minutes of, of peace and no noise. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, that's a good feeling when the thing starts and runs, and you come back, you're like, "Here you go, it works now." Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I fixed your car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. It, it it was cool for me. You know, I, some can say I have ADD, ADHD, whatever you want to call it. So for me, having yeah. having ten accomplishments a day that yeah. I get that nice gold star that yeah, you yeah. did a good job. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was ten. That was ten hits of like. Yeah. Whoo! I did something today.
0: Oh yeah. We know all about ADHD in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Uh, so, but yeah. And like I said, being a builder, um, I tell you what, being a YouTuber, I think, you know, or a creator or whatever you call it, I think has even more of that dopamine kind of feel when you make a video that people really love and yep. watch. Yep. Um, and then again, you turn around and you make this video that you think is awesome. And you've spent days or weeks on it, and, and then like nobody it. watches it, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I suck. <laughs> people hate me. I suck. Like huh. it definitely, for whatever reason, doing something a little more artistic. Uh, I guess you call video work. Putting yourself out there is a little more vulnerable, and when people don't like it or comment badly or just it doesn't go like you planned, it it just hurts a little more. It can cut a little deeper uh, than someone
1: not liking your
0: trim work or something on a house. Um, well,
1: that's another thing. Uh, I was watching and I, I couldn't even remember his name to to call him out. But there's there's a guy that I, probably two months ago, three months ago um, on Instagram that that popped up. He's like a reaction video guy and he knows okay. enough to get like the language down for like some bad like uh, there was one where a um, guy used a miter saw uh, cut some. Cut some trim and then use a a coping saw to yeah. to, to like scribe it all out. So They're he knew he knew all. Pride, yeah. He, so <laughs> he knew all about that, right? And and he was like, you know, this is this is the way to do it, and blah blah blah. And, and the comments were like, you know, why are you bringing individuals down? Why are we doing it? And it, it goes back to it. There's some things that I've done in the automotive industry that weren't by the book, but they were necessary that time, right? <laughs> they were necessary that day. The customer didn't have enough money, just like. Hey, we need to weld these ears back onto the subframe. I just need to get it home or I need a week out of it or whatever. I'll um, obviously keeping safety in mind. Sure. But my favorite one is like standing, on, standing on the top rung of a, of a ladder. I don't know how many people get caught. You know, that's OSHA. That's not OSHA safe. Tell oh, me, yeah, yeah. tell me you've never yeah. stood on the top rung of a ladder. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're like, all right, I can either do this in five seconds because I got a ladder here or it's going to take me an hour (laughs) to, like, scaffold this thing up and, like, set up protection on the floor and, yeah, so, I mean.
1: And it's just amazing the keyboard warriors, like, in in your comment section that are just killing you. And we're all on the same team. It's like, bro, why are you trying to bring somebody down?
0: Yeah, and they're out there. I mean, I don't know if you call them trolls or – Whatever. But, you know, when we first started, definitely uh, we started getting comments and views like I didn't anticipate the negative side of things. You know, yeah. um, how could pe- how could someone say something terrible about me reviewing my hammer? Like <laughs> I didn't even see that one coming, you know, like and meanwhile, someone's like, I want to freaking kill you, you know, like, yeah, like what what did I do to you? And so, like, you know, uh, I think of myself as a pretty understanding individual um, so from my standpoint, I'm like, Oh my God, what did I do this person? Um, and, uh, it, it kind of put me in a bad place mentally for like yeah. a long time, uh, as we're growing as a YouTube channel, getting all these, and, <clears throat> and it's only like 1% of the comments, but still when you're getting the thousands of comments a day, that's like how many, however many really bad comments per day. And if you read them, those are the ones that stick with you for whatever reason. So,
1: yeah. And it, it's. Uh, for better or for worse, it kind of thickens you up. I mean, I've gotten plenty of those myself. And, oh yeah, and <laughs> you go from you go from being, um, yeah, almost scared. Like you're going through your profile, making sure that like, like your address isn't there, and yeah, and like <laughs> you're you're like, should I post this picture of me yeah. and my kids? And you're like, this is this yeah. is crazy. Well, and then you- and what it what go it ahead. did to me that
0: I hated was I could tell in some of these videos that if I watch back from a while back. I was scared in my videos to be myself. And I was scared of what we were doing because I thought somebody else might not like how we're doing it. Yeah. And I was like, I could tell I was explaining things from like a defensive standpoint. Like the reason we're doing this, you could do this or this. And at a certain point, the videos got way better because I just stopped caring. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I know people are going to hate on part of this or that I'm joking around on a job site or whatever. But I was like, I don't care anymore because I've already been through this. And Confidence. Yeah, it freed us up to like do some really fun stuff. That's that's what happened.
1: I gotta give I gotta give Roy Scott from Vintage Axe I I shout him out every, I don't know, six months or so because he really changed my my view on podcasting. Because again, I'm you know a middle middle career mechanic, middle career blue collar guy, and you know when we were doing the podcast, I'm like, am am I am I good enough of a voice to to talk? on a podcast. Right. <laughs> am I, do I know enough? Am I, am I savvy enough? Anyway? So we were talking, I was talking with Roy. I had him on the podcast and he's like, we just fucking loosen up. <laughs> he goes, you're so stiff right now. And like that, that was the first podcast that we swore, like I swore all the way through it. And he's like, it was good. It was, it yeah. feels good. And that was like the changing point for my podcast. Cause I was trying to keep everything. I mean, keep everything PC, but like really try to keep it PC. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and, and all this stuff and it, again it's not not caring it's just like i don't give a fuck what you think anymore uh, this is this is what i'm going to do this is who i am i'm going to be respectful but at the same time um i no longer care about what you what you think <laughs> and what you say
0: you do have a beautiful radio voice too
1: oh that, thank you that don't hurt anything <laughs> thank, you. thank you i think this is that sure mic that is uh that's really uh amping it up but um so not to call you out because the boys didn't tell me what, but I, they, they said that you had some pretty funny stories from uh, from your experiences. So one or two, or, or the most memorable one, you gotta you gotta share with the audience.
0: Oh, from the race. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, so um, I've never been on a NASCAR, you know, pit area. So we're in there. Uh, we see all the qualifying, and then you know, race time. We meet the driver, and then unfortunately, in in the race we went to. The Brunt car gets crashed out. Like, I'm gonna say 90 minutes or 90 seconds into the race.
1: Yeah, Did we don't talk about, about that? that at the office. We weren't talking about that at the office.
0: No, no. So, but you know, everybody is super bummed out. But
1: yeah. Like,
0: I'm I'm an online person. I'm like, dude, that was the best thing he could could have done for advertising for you guys, it, unless he was to have won the whole race. Okay. <laughs> He's the first crash in the race. His car is blocking the racetrack for like a solid minute. Yeah. All, all the radio chatter is like the brunt workwear, brunt workwear truck, brunt, 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 brunt. This
1: so, big orange brunt yeah. truck on yeah. TV for.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I was listening to all the chatter and everybody's like yeah. super bummed. I'm like, dude, this is like, it sucks racing. You got to go for it. Like you can't not yeah. go for it. So you're going to crash sometimes. So I told the driver, I was like, man, it. you know, of course he knows he's a racetrack car driver, but it's like, man, it happens. So, Um, they kind of packed up and all your, all your boys down there were like, Hey, let's, um, let's make a night out of this and go get some drinks. (laughs) So we're like, all right. So we all jumped in like a minivan, uh, Uber, all of them. And Uber. I heard
1: there was only like two down there.
0: There There's only two Ubers. Yeah. So luckily we got the cell phone number of one of the guys, Ubers. (laughs) And then later we found out there was only two Uber (laughs) drivers. And we're like, Oh my God, this is like gold to have this guy's phone number. But uh, when we were driving down there, uh, it turns out that another guy was with us, Johnny Brook. He's a he's a, a YouTuber, Crafted Workshop. He was with us, and the yep. guy's actually sub- subscriber to his channel, the Uber driver. So it's kind of a small world uh, when you're when you're on YouTube. You know, people you meet people, and they're like, "Oh my God, I, I know you." I'm like, "Oh, cool. yeah." Um, but anyway, so we went to Cheddar's. We got some painkillers, which, if you don't know, is um, you know it's like a limit to <laughs> because it's like uh, you know. Uh, I don't even know what's
1: of, in it, but I've definitely had them. Yeah, and they're yeah. so we they're a, colorful.
0: We got a couple of those. Um, there was a guy that was determined to get some brunt. He saw all the your guys' like brunt workwear shirts. Yeah. And he was down there having some drinks. And this dude was like, Oh, you gotta give me some boots, I'll test them out for free for you. <laughs> and your guys were like <laughs> trying to play it so cool. Like, you know, oh, okay, you can get online and like try them for 30 days, which everybody can, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. But they're like, oh yeah, just throw my name out there. Cause this guy would not give up unless he was getting a deal. And he came back like four or five times. Yeah, man, you got to give me those boots. Give me those boots. Give me those boots. And you could tell your guys after a while, we're like, Oh man, like I really appreciate it. But like you already asked us five times. So uh, it was cool to see, you know, like I said, your guys super nice. Uh, but at a certain point, you know, they were like, all right guy, like we're trying to relax here. Um, so anyway, and I also learned that Brunt's only like two years old which I didn't know. Yeah,
1: we're coming up on three years in yeah. September. Yeah, um, so
0: I was like, wow, you guys, have, you guys have a NASCAR. <laughs> like, what?
1: The, <laughs> it's funny, the podcast is, uh, I think, six months older than than the company. So. Yeah, so um,
0: I don't know what you guys are doing exactly. Um, I know you're like direct-to-consumer, which people like, yeah. um, and you make good boots, so um, I was, yeah, I had no idea. I just assumed um, you guys had been around like a decade, uh, just. I mean, it was it was everything. Just,
1: just to kind of put it out there, it was kind of scary for us um, launching during COVID because, um, I mean, the date was set and then COVID happened, and we're yeah.
0: like,
1: <laughs> like this is this is not a good yeah. time. And um, what was interesting, and th- and this this is indicative of like how the trades are perceived now, is it for so I I at the time I was working at a shop. And you know we had a lot of guys that were fifty plus. They go down to the hardware store and they buy jeans. They buy boots. Um, they go to the boot store. They buy boots. Yep. Um, they don't shop online. I mean, they, these guys still read the paper. You know what I mean? They, <laughs> they don't like going online. And 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 I said this is going to be a real hurdle. And what what COVID actually did, which was was interesting for it, it changed it changed business models throughout, right? So now we had people that stores are closed now they're forced to shop online it just so happened this you know direct to consumer online business yeah i mean yeah i mean and it (laughs) and it was wild and it and it it took off and and now i see that that um a lot of tradesmen and women are are more um (laughs) apt to buy online than than they did pre-pandemic yeah Yeah, everybody that comes with anything from tools To to anything. Yeah.
0: I I am too. I'm totally in agreement that during COVID, like I wasn't really an online shopper and now I am. Like I'm like, oh I can get this or that, I'll just order it right now. And then it'll just come in the mail.
1: (laughs) And it's and it's so and and and, you know, this is this isn't even speaking to Brunt, this is speaking to anything else. I mean I it opened up the world to me because like I I was waiting for that snap on tool truck to come every Thursday so that I could figure out what the hell I was going to buy for tools. And then I stopped stopped doing that because I can go on Amazon and buy it, yeah. buy it and it's delivered like essentially next day. Um I don't know. And did the Snap-on was, truck
0: quit coming during COVID?
1: It's uh No, we got laid it, it, off. Oh. We quit coming. <laughs> oh, you quit coming. Wow, that's even worse. Wow. Um while I was there, no, the 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 snap-on truck wasn't because they weren't allowed in um Mm -hmm. we had like this ecosystem i was i was working for i was the only they laid everybody off in the shop and i was working for like a couple of months and then um they kind of rotated another guy in and laid me off and then i I stayed home with the kids while my wife could work remotely um yeah that was that was a challenging time i look back on it and it was like for me, it was kind of unique. I, I'm never gonna get that that chance to really bond with my kids, and um, but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting time. Let me tell you.
0: Yeah, being at home with the kids is that's a job, bud.
1: Did you guys <laughs> keep going through COVID?
0: We did. We had to like, kind of same thing. Like, we had this job, but then the excavation company that was supposed to do the excavation, um, yeah, was like, we're shut down for six months.
1: Yeah. Um, and it was it
0: wasn't like a thing we could rent an excavator and do it was like take off half of a mountainside that was yeah. rock to put this side in so we had to like find a job and it, we ended up building this little like one bedroom like vacation getaway home that someone had like a lot cleared they had power they had a well or a well and septic like all there and it was just super lucky that this lady called us or else we would have basically been sitting at home as well yeah. and our guys, which we probably would have lost our whole crew um, because we would had, had no work for them. So uh, we, we definitely had to bounce around. But luckily um, I was like, okay, we're at this super tiny house to build. We've got a whole crew and I want them to get as much out of this time hours as they can, even though it's small. So I was like, well, I'm going to film the entire process. And I'd never done this before because it seemed super overwhelming to film and yeah. edit like the entire start to finish of a house. So I was like, well, if I'm ever going to try it, like this is the house, it's a small house. I want to be sort of hands off. So the guys get more hours and we did it. And that was sort of our turning point in like 2020 or 2021 of like our YouTube channel being very small, like 10 subscribers to like gaining hundreds or thousands of subscribers per
1: day since then. (laughs) That and everybody was at home with nothing to do. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, you know, we got super lucky um, that we had a job that, you know, the YouTube stuff worked out because it was like, you know, a lot of people don't know. But I worked for like two years uh, as hard as I'm working now on YouTube without getting paid because like you don't you don't just start making money when you make videos. You have to reach a certain level of views and subscribers. Anyway, um, it it was sort of a hard time for me, too, because I didn't make any money on that job. Still wasn't making any money on YouTube. So basically worked for six whole months, no money, no pay. Yep. And I'm like, oh my God, like that, that's, this can't happen on another job, like the mon- money situation. So um, anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was interesting because there were some sectors that did really well. Um, one of, one of our landscapers was um, that I, that I repair his trucks. He was like flat out. He's like, oh. everybody wants to, he's like, I'm delivering mulch. I'm delivering, you know, uh, play sand. I'm doing all this stuff because everybody wants mm-hmm. to do that, like that outdoor DIY space because they're at home. Yeah, they have six months of not, and they want to build this like utopia for their children. Yeah, whatever. And he goes, I-, I was driving to, I was driving like two, three hours just to get like rock for mm. for a certain outdoor space and whatever. And he goes, the hardest part about that was I had the work, I had the demand, I just needed to figure out. Where I could get the materials from, because you know one day you know this place would be shut down, and so that that was the hard thing was it was definitely supply chain and logistics oh yeah, and, and all that, and uh yeah man hopefully hopefully we don't go through one of those again no i'm I'm all for not doing that again <laughs> <laughs> all in favor <laughs> yeah um so that's that's awesome, and then uh I mean to be honest with you we're we're pretty much hitting the end of the show um you got, you got some stuff to do and boy, it is a nice Saturday. Um, Oh, that's um, right. What are you going to do today? Uh, My daughter got, uh, she plays flag football. It's crazy. She's in in second grade. Right. Uh And there's an all women's league in Portland, Maine. And so we signed her up for it and they are giants. So like Lucy's the youngest, she's in second grade, she's eight years old. And I think like the next couple of people up are like, you know, they're 10 11 12 Mm -hmm. and then like and then there's some there's some like high school level girls and they all play together um so it's super it's super cool lucy's gonna be playing tackle football in the spring wow sorry in the fall if she wants to i'm not gonna tell her no good for her so but yeah football football today you
0: oh i'm just uh i'm actually at um i'm in durham north carolina my oldest son who's 14 is the north carolina middle school state champion jazz drummer so he plays a drum kit like you know like you play in any band yep. for jazz music in in middle school and i didn't even know he was that good like he came home from school <laughs> and i like i know he's in the band i Can know he plays drums yeah he's like i won state i'm like what do you mean he's like state like i'm the best middle school drummer in the whole state all classes of schools everything i'm like no way What? <laughs> what? So now we're at this, um, state concert where all the different instruments, uh, that one state, like whatever, the trombone, the piano, the guitar, all the best players yeah. in the state formed this one band to do a concert. Dude, that's yeah. crazy. So
1: that's yeah. awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you have no idea where he got his musical. Uh, um,
0: well, I, I, I did play drums in bands like growing up and guitar and so, so nice. but I just put them in front of the thing. I mean, it's not like, not like I taught them how to play jazz music. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's it's pretty awesome. amazing. But we see what they can do.
1: So that, that's cool. That's cool. So uh, pretty much at the end of the show, I do want to take the time for you to um, uh, talk about any avenues or any channels that um, you could expose people who are interested in, in uh, life of building uh, where they could find you, get more resources, yeah. information. So I'll leave the okay, floor Yeah, you. so
0: if you're interested in building, definitely uh, look into community colleges first off. They, a lot of them have uh, like building or contracting or construction management type programs. You don't have to get a four-year degree. Uh, work for someone that's a good builder. And that's the problem is knowing who's good if you're not. Um, but working for a good builder is invaluable. Like you can learn so yeah. much. And then, of course, there's all the online resources um, and magazines. But, I mean, YouTube is a big one now. Um, you can watch us build houses start to finish at Perkins Builder Brothers on YouTube. Um, it's going to be fun and informational. If you want just the information, there's some other builders I'd recommend. Um, Kyle from RR Buildings uh, is, is great. he show you how to use all the tools, build uh, like he does bigger structures. And then uh, Matt Reisinger uh, from the Build Show Network Uh, has all of like the newest tech and construction uh, stuff going on in the world, like high performance uh, and how all that stuff works. So if you check us and those other two out, you'll probably learn a lot and have a good time.
1: There you go. There you go. Well, thank you and uh, get back to the family and uh, it's been a pleasure. And as a special thanks to our loyal listeners, we're giving $10 off your next purchase of $60 or more at bruntworkwear.com. Use discount code BUCKETTALK10. That's BUCKETTALK10.